Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, everybody. I hope you're really well. It's Sally here with Serviced Accommodation Secrets, the podcast. So this time it's all about, excitingly, we were awarded our accreditation for the AA COVID-19 Confident Accreditation. So the AA obviously do promote quite a lot of places to stay. So we were pleased that we were able to get that accreditation and it has taken a little while partly because of the things you need to get together for it. We had everything actually in place, but then we hadn't actually collated everything. So I thought what I'd do is help you guys with what you need to get together for that AA COVID-19 Confident Accreditation. And there are a couple of others specifically for, for that. And then just talk a little bit more as well about how you might want to prepare for guests who are coming to quarantine if they've come from overseas if they're coming to stay in your property because there's quite a few things to think about partly the fact that they shouldn't be going anywhere and making sure you know ahead of time how to manage that how they are you know what's actually going on and As well, there's different accreditations that we're working towards and I'll go into more detail about those when we've got them really but we just seem to wait for lots of things, documentation and things to be completed and being COVID, it's the kind of time when you seem to wait for lots of things you keep moving forward and then there's something else you've got to organise and what with needing to have guests obviously staying in your property but then having to have your properties checked and things like that or work done it's a bit of a a juggling act so yeah it's a bit of a thing to get together so during COVID-19 if you've been open as an SA unit then you'll have had all your cleaning protocols enhanced and everything sorted out so that you have everything in line with the government guidelines government rules so we were quite stringent really from early on because you know we wanted to make sure we were containing any potential infection if you like so if we had guests who maybe had covid then that would be one thing but we thought we'd operate as if they had which i think i mentioned before but there was a government guideline which was cleaning in a non-healthcare setting. So we used that as our basis. And then there were other guidances that came out from all different sources, WHO and all sorts of places. And then Airbnb adopted their own. And um, we're still leaving a gap between cleans as well because it seems prudent and to protect not just, you know, the guests with everything we're doing, but also our team. So if your guests have confidence that you're going to make sure your property's ready, it's sanitised, it's disinfected, you're making sure that everything in the property is disinfected, like all the touch points and everything. How do you prove that? How do you actually show you're doing it? So if you haven't already done it, and hopefully you have, 
back at the beginning or certainly in July, if you were closed till July, you need to have your risk assessment done and you'll have done risk assessments for other things, but a COVID-19 risk assessment Quite a few people were sharing copies of them and I can put the copy that we had as a basis that you can add your own information into our Facebook group so that would help you if you haven't done it. But essentially you're looking at the risk and, you know, different hazards and then how you're going to manage those and mitigate them because we can't necessarily rule out any kind of risk but we minimise it as far as possible. And there's lots of help, lots of guidelines, certainly in the government links to help you with that. But essentially what you're trying to do is make sure that you're minimising the risk of any spread of COVID-19 and you're making sure that your guests go into a property that's fully clean, fully sanitised and anything that you've got in there has been completely clean. And so the risk assessment is something you put together having actually worked out how you manage certain practical things. And lots of things are common sense as well as the guidelines, but there were certain things that were suggested like double bagging, things you take out of the property and disposing of them after 72 hours because obviously, you know, the virus can live for a certain amount of time longer than normally. You know, different biocidal sprays, having... And sanitizer and, and lots of signage, lots of information for guests. So we've got a whole list of things. But for the AA, there's a specific link for rated trips. And what you do is you go to that particular link and you can upload details like a, a small listing of your property and photos of it and what's key about it, where it is. And then you have three different documents to upload. So I'm going to go through what they are and what they might contain. And then there's a sort of checklist of different questions that are basically making sure that you are, you know, ensuring everything is up to scratch and you do have measures in place. You do have protocols. You are going through the property and, and disinfecting the touch points and you are making sure that the property is sealed. People don't go back in once it's done and you know you're, you're putting everything in place to make sure that you're doing the best you can to minimize the risk of any infection and also how to look after guests you know if they do become ill so they need to know what to do and so you can look after them and provide them with information places to go to well not places to go places to contact and you know people to come to them if they're unwell but before any of that happens, really important thing is to actually speak to the guests and find out about their stay. So especially if they're coming from overseas and um, we've got three different guests who are all from Singapore with us at the moment. And two of the guests we've spoken to since March, since before COVID actually, funnily enough. And finally, they're staying with us for a period of weeks, but their company has an office here and in Singapore and so we spent quite a lot of time finding out what's going on and you know what they needed and obviously establishing the period of isolation so there are government links that show you exactly which countries need self-isolation on arriving in the UK and there are travel corridors so certain countries don't need to so you can check all that and then we have another guest who's here 
to see his family but needs to self-isolate to make sure he's well enough before he goes and stays with them. So some guests will be looking to stay here for, you know, leisure type reasons and other guests it will be for work. So we've got a mixture there. And so there are different things we had to manage in relation to that. And, you know, we're not medical people, but, you know, we know how to obviously make sure the property's clean, certainly taking on board all the guidelines. And I think if you're overcautious, then that's good. And if you have all these things in place and you just follow them, there are different ways you can make sure you follow them. Uh, so let's go back to some of the things you have to send. So for the AA, you have to upload your risk assessment. And as Pete, my husband's always telling me, risk assessments are living documents. So they're always being updated. So different things might happen, different government rulings might come out and you have to check that you're still complying with those. And, you know, anything that happens in times of the pandemic, we need to be aware of. And so constantly things change so you know cities where there have been new lockdowns initially we could only take key workers and stranded people so we had to be really strict on all of those things so we have to operate within the guidelines and and essentially what we're trying to do we're trying to minimize the risk of spreading the pandemic either to guests or to our staff or just in the area and making sure people are aware of what they need to do. So how will they know what to do? How will we advise them? And also, if they're unwell, they shouldn't actually come and stay. So there's a whole series of things that you need to have in place. And it really starts from the very beginning of why they're coming and how what kind of health they have already. They need to be well enough to stay. So we have a series of measures that will be the next document that you need to upload. And that is your COVID-19 measures and protocols. And these ensure that you have everything in place and documented to make sure that you're doing all you can to protect people and keep them safe. Because people obviously need to travel. And as I've said before, SA is such a brilliant service because people aren't necessarily needing to stay in a more long-term rental we can provide a great service and a self-contained place for people to stay. So it is good and ideal for self-isolation. So I created this spreadsheet, which had various tabs. It had our initial risk assessment and then it had our measures. And then after some time, Pete decided he really needed to turn it into something a little bit more structured. That is brilliant because we'd be able to reuse it. But, you know, I start tearing my hair out, if I'm honest, when I'm doing these kind of things. Because I'm brilliant at um, putting these things in place, training our team who have been amazing at doing all these things, working out what kind of checklist we need because we have a form site digital checklist for the cleaning team. We did training. We have proof that things have been cleaned, you know, with signatures and checks. So we're doing all these things, but you do need to document them and you do need to show what it is you're doing. And then each time you do it, it needs to be recorded that it's done. So it's an ongoing thing because you can say you're doing anything you like, but unless there's some kind of proof that you're doing it or you have the things in place that show you're doing it, then you know, nobody really knows that you are. Obviously, when the guests arrive, they can see if it's clean, they can perhaps smell if it's sanitised, but really important to have all this stuff documented. So we have an initial pre-arrival checks 
and information for the guests. So we already have a guest registration form and that now has extra questions in it about the guests and really where they've traveled from and the length of their stay and that kind of thing. And so then we can assess what kind of help they might need and, you know, about their stay, whether they need to self-isolate. And then we have certain emails and information that we send out to them. We also try to speak to people because, you know, we're all people in these in this situation together and we all want to help each other. And sometimes just a phone call, whether it's WhatsApp or, you know, just a normal phone call, is just a really helpful thing rather than lengthy, wordy sentences and, you know, long emails. So sometimes it's just good to chat to somebody. So we had a chap who booked through Airbnb, but it was his daughter who had organised it. So this is our current guest. And just speaking about it really helped. And I think I mentioned this last week. So just really helped to find out what was really going on. Whereas, you know, if you don't really know the circumstances, I saw somebody asking in the essay community this week that somebody was coming from the USA and they were worried that the guests might stay as if it was uh, a longer term rental, but probably they might want to self-isolate for a couple of weeks before going to visit people or stay with people. But I'm guessing that and we're all going to be guessing that unless we find out. So surveys mean you have it written and people sign that so it's kind of proof for you but also just talking to people and finding out how you can help them is a really important thing and then documenting that and then we have a series of things that we do so we have pre-arrival and then once people are in the property so the pre-arrival also includes emails with information about just what we're doing, what people do in terms of laundry, groceries and things like that. So, you know, we might organise online deliveries for food. We, you know, if they're unwell, we have things like bodily fluids pack and things like that, you know, different things to help them. Obviously, what they do if they don't feel well, how to get a test, all this kind of stuff. But also, Within the property, we've got information displayed and freely available and they can obviously call us at any point and we'll have all of that information available. Our VA will have all that information because it's there to check and it's got all sections in it so they can find out anything that the guests have questions about. And there's a lot of things like, you know, the cleaning, the linen and everything like that. People want to know practical arrangements you know, how we prepared the property, that kind of thing. And during lockdown, when we weren't doing any kind of mid-stay cleans, and even now when people are self-isolating, we provide cleaning items. So we've got a whole list of what we provide and also, you know, safety measures for guests because we don't normally provide anything except washing up liquid because then, you know, you don't have a worry about bleaches and things like that. So all of those kind of things about what we provide you know, and also hand sanitizer extra soap advice about hand washing you know sanitized remote controls of various things tv sound bars fans all those kind of things they need to be wrapped otherwise you know i guess you might spray inside your tv remote and stop it working i'm not sure they're probably quite robust actually but that's a thing that the aa ask you to do 
And somebody asked that in the community, actually, and I hadn't got that far a few months ago. So we got to that point. And so all of these things are logical things just to make sure it's hygienic and comfortable for people, but also safe. And, you know, we've really got their well-being at the heart of what we're offering. And then we've got the whole operations schedule and process of what to do if people do become ill how will we help them and you know perhaps they might need to extend their stay so there's things like your t's and c's will need to be updated with that and also to ask guests to agree to abide by the lockdown rules because you can't have people coming and going you know having all the parties and things like that that aren't allowed and all these kind of things and it's only going to upset all of your neighbours so all of this is documented in our measures and protocols and so that's another thing that you upload so that's only the second thing risk assessment protocols and then the third thing is your staff awareness program and that also includes proof that you've trained your staff so with our enhanced supercharged cleaning as my colleague Raj called it you have all these different sequences that you go through because of COVID, you know, all the PPE that your team have, what you do, disposable cloths, you know, how you put your biocide spray down, all the touch points, etc. the whole process and how your linen has to be washed so minimizing throws and cushions or taking them out altogether all of these things and you have to train your staff with that and also how to document it because you want them to be recording it so that you don't have to be there doing it you want a process so we have our form site form we have written forms that are displayed on the inside of like the boiler cupboard door for example to a signature to show the properties being cleaned as well and uh, all of these different things we have in place so all of those are the staff awareness program because you know you need to train your staff or get your property manager or I don't know it depends how big you are you're training people to train your staff and usually it comes from you and what you really want for your guests and really important thing is that it is completely clean and sanitized and that your guests can be confident that you've done that. So if you've documented it, you've applied for all your different accreditations. So as I said, there's the AA one, but there's also Visit Britain do a good to go accreditation where you don't have to actually upload things. You just have to say what you've done. So all of these are good. And then there's further accreditations with other bodies like quality and tourism, which we're in the process of just finishing off things like our electrical remedial work and things like that in order to get that checked. But then now we've got a longer stay couple of guests, so that's not going to be able to be done just yet because you need an inspection for that. So all of these logistics have to be worked out. But with the AA, certainly you upload these three different things So the risk assessment, your COVID-19 protocols and your staff awareness program with proof that you're doing that. And it might be ongoing because different things change, different things have to be introduced. And, you know, the rules of lockdown as they change, there's different things that, you know, we're allowed to do, not allowed to do. And then... Once you've done that, there's a series of questions as well. We also have a post-stay questionnaire, which we incentivize guests to fill in. And hopefully they all will. We've had responses. So 
that helps as well because you need to track, you know, if somebody actually has had a COVID-19 test and you know about it, you want to know what the result is. Obviously, you can't force somebody to share that. But if you know you've actually had a case of, you know, a guest having COVID-19, it's your duty to report that to the health and safety executive. So you need to do that. So we request from our guests to tell us the result of any tests. And we've only actually had one guest who we knew had a test and that was negative. So that was fine. And I think people are actually quite happy to cooperate and make sure everything's fine. So once you've uploaded all your information to the A, for example, they just approve you if they're happy. And obviously, if they weren't happy, they'd make you um, come back to them with what you've got in place. I don't know, because we were approved. But with all of these things, it's not so much to pass a test, but to make sure you are actually doing all the things that you need to do to help. And I think all of us always want to have absolutely immaculate, amazing properties because after all, you know, we want to be better than hotel quality. We want to be superb and immaculate and spotless for people. But it's all about really mitigating the risk of the virus spreading and, as I say, looking after our guests, but also our teams. And, you know, we actually had our supervising housekeeper, his wife did actually have symptoms, but luckily he's a very sensible, prudent sort of person. So he hadn't been at work and then we didn't see him for just over three weeks and um, he didn't actually get it. So that was really good. But it meant that because he was sensible and, you know, we had these things in place, it avoided a situation where actually he could have come to work and just spread it <laughs> to guests, ourselves and everything. So if you have these things in place, it makes everything work well and as many people as possible stay healthy and, you know, the virus isn't spread. Whereas if people are casual about it, then, you know, anything could happen and you could, you know, end up having an outbreak and so I think it's really important, but I also think it will really help if you haven't applied for any of these accreditations, it will really help to give confidence for your guests to book with you as well, because they can see that it's important to you to make sure that these things are in place. So, you know, it's marketing as well as making sure you're doing the right things. And if we all keep doing the right things, people will feel more like they can come out and stay. And, you know, and a lot of colleagues in different areas, they've got great staycation bookings and things like that. We've tend to got more contractors and, as I say, these overseas guests at the moment and then a more sort of full-time, long-term SA guest. But I think really for staycation, it's going to be really appealing for people if they can see that you're really serious about your protocols and you know hopefully they'll just be really nice well-behaved guests who abide by all the guidelines as well because obviously you can't make people do these things but as long as you have an awareness that you've shared with them they'll take it on board whereas if you don't really mention it you assume people know stuff then that's not good either they you need to make sure they know that you know what they need to do and you can help them with that if they're not sure especially if they're from overseas and they don't know you know how things um work in the UK but there are lots of brilliant delivery services we can get now and you can organize those for guests or just give them links to do it themselves it depends how self-sufficient they are
And I think overall, it's really, as I say, about finding out what guests need, where they're coming from, you know, whether they're in good health. And I don't know if I mentioned before, but we had a guest who didn't book enough days. So if guests aren't booking enough days for their self-isolation, make sure they do. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have them stay for too short a time. And then, you know, then what happens? You're, you're helping them kind of break the rules. So you don't want to be doing that. And also you get a longer booking. So essentially, go for your AA COVID-19 confident accreditation or others that are out there and longer term we're looking to do an annual quality and tourism type accreditation too and that just really will make sure that you are inspiring confidence in your guests and it makes sure that everything's being done week in week out because although you might have teams that start out with all these great systems and processes you have in place sometimes people become a bit casual and you know like in shops some people don't really like wearing the masks but we kind of think well I'd rather be safe than sorry personally and certainly it's the same with service accommodation so I think if you've got all these rules rules need to be followed and that just really helps we also have a whatsapp fit for work little questionnaire as well which just works really well I just copy it for our team to fill out and then they that gets sent out and they reply and hopefully they've all been well for work actually so far so cross fingers that continues and it means that if something does happen and somebody's ill you don't panic and think what do we do you know what you do because you've got a plan in place So I hope that's helpful and I hope you get lots of confident guests booking your properties. And, you know, if people aren't sure, if they know that you're sure and you have a process, I think it does just make them feel a bit more certain about what's going on and, you know, something to hang on to. Confident people help people feel, yeah, this is good. I'm going to book. I'm going to stay. So I hope you all have a brilliant week till I speak with you again. Take care then, guys. Sharing the secrets of success.